If you have the booster, you can eat lunch normally. If you don't, you got to be segregated in the corner for not having the booster. Maybe they make you wear a mask, all this stuff, even though the boosted person is more likely to be getting it. So it's insane. It's irrational. And so no discrimination uh, on this VAC status. Uh, no requirements uh, of masking in lieu of VAX or for any other reason. And those are really, really important. You know, sometimes you just have to say... Enough is enough. That's Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis wants to remind you that by having very rational conversations about subjects affecting all of us, he's running for president without saying a word. His team is very good at this. They're very good at the messaging as I see it and how they share it. And without having to bring people up, focus on the subjects that matter to you, me, and we, not focusing on the people who want to get in a fight. It's really, really good stuff. I, I, I admit, I'm right now in that camp. Someone asked me the other day, could you be moved out of it? And the answer is, oh, absolutely. Absolutely And twice on Sunday, I'm here to win. That's it. And the people who tell me, I don't think DeSantis has the experience. I don't know whether to laugh or just be disgusted by the idea that you think that argument works. It's not an argument. It's it's quite silly, if you ask me. Tony Katz. That's me, Tony Katz, today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. It's a silly argument because he's been a member of Congress. He's now on his second term as governor. Exactly what experiences are you looking for? He's got some military conversations in there as well. What experiences are you looking for? You mean the experiences Donald Trump has? I'm sorry, that's fetish. I'm not interested. That is a moving of a goalpost that's so great, I won't take part. But am I, like, like sewn to, at the hip to DeSantis? No, not at all. I, I got asked, if, if, if Trump was the nominee, would you vote for him? If Trump's the nominee and he's going against Joe Biden, of course I'm voting for him. This isn't a debate. Show me the person who votes for Joe Biden instead, and I'll show you somebody who ain't okay. Yeah, but Trump Trump had classified documents in his... Uh, see, see that, that just went, went away. Well, Trump, he lies about... Well, that also goes away. Well, well, Trump's policies at the border, we, 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 need, we can't be, you know, keeping people in Mexico. We can't have remain in Mexico. Uh, Biden has remained in Mexico. What other thing do you want to do? I didn't say that Trump is a guy I want to model my life after. All of these people, I'll say it again. It's imperative to note. Cogs in the machine. A little different than Deus Ex Machina, but go with me. 
They're there to do the job that I need. You think I'm voting for Trump's stellar personality? He works for me. Get your ass to D.C. Get the job done I want. Lower my taxes. Keep the country safe. Stay out of my business. We're all cool, Donnie. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that's it. That's it. That is how I view all of them. It's not even done with anger. It's done with just such rational being. This is the way it is. This is the way it is. They are nothing more than cogs in the machine. Do what it is that I need done when I need it done, and then don't bother me. The key, the key, by the way, is not bothering me. That, for, for me, that's number one in who I vote for. In the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, in this first week plus, has come out swinging. You've got the Committee on China, the Select Committee on China. You have the agreement, that was bipartisan, in the vote. You have the bipartisan vote not to sell oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to China. And now you have McCarthy ending proxy voting. Nancy Pelosi, not interested in votes, but rather only in people doing what she wanted, she would allow proxy voting. Oh, it's COVID. It's also very dangerous. You don't have to show up. You, who stocks the cereal on the shelf at Kroger, you better not be five minutes late. But you, member of Congress, you don't have to show up to do your job. You can just do it via Zoom or something. There's no more proxy voting on the, uh, on the House floor. Effective immediately, this according to Speaker McCarthy, members of Congress have to show up to work if they want their vote to count. Correct. Good move. Something worth celebrating. One more thing and one more thing and one more thing and one more thing. But they haven't gotten to anything yet that's really going to not test where they are with the political left, but where they are inside the political right. I when I was on Fox last week, and I think I'm I, I was I think I'm scheduled this weekend. I'll I'll, I'll know tomorrow. Or I'll remember tomorrow, and I'll, I'll tell you when. Um, Richard Fowler said, you know, Biden would rather be talking about the melee in the Republican Party. And and I let it go because, first, I don't think melee was the term Richard Fowler was looking for. He's the, the progressive who was on the political panel. But if you're talking about disarray, may I ask, over the past week, what disarray you could even possibly be talking about? Sure, you can talk about the 15 votes it took to elect a speaker. But you'd also have to talk about the rules packages that those 15 votes brought about that make it better for every Democrat member of the House, allowing things in terms of debate that the iron fist Nancy Pelosi didn't allow. You'd have to now admit that she was an authoritarian and a thug. I don't think you want to do that. Melee in the Republican caucus, 
They've got people on committees. They agreed to the Select Committee on China. They agreed to uh, not sell oil to China, in both in bipartisan fashion. Sounds to me like D.C.'s working like a charm. Everything's moving super swimmingly in D.C., and it might even move more swimmingly if true. Secret Service prepared to turn over documentation of visitors to Biden's Delaware home if requested by Congress. Let us stop and take a moment. We were told, we were told there were no visitor logs held by the Secret Service regarding who went to go visit Joe Biden in Delaware. This mattered because, of course, he had uh, the classified documents laying all around, and he had his son, a known drug user, and may still be today, in that house. Who knows who Hunter Biden was bringing with him to the house? Who knows whether they decided to get a little Snoopy? No, not the dog, as in snooping. How is it possible, this Fox News is reporting this, how is it possible for the Secret Service to offer up names of people who went to the house if there were no visitor logs? The White House is insisting there were no formal visitor logs, which means the Secret Service keeps its own log, which of course we knew, which is what we were asking for. If Congress asks for it, you mean if the House Judiciary Committee, led by Jim Jordan of Ohio, says, hand it over, you'll hand it over? I'm a bit confused here. And it's not because I don't want it. Oh, oh, I want it. Can the Secret Service put... The president in danger like that. And you say to me, Tony, what danger is it in? Letting known his private meetings? Tony, the president doesn't have private meetings when they're president. I believe that is the answer. I'm just sharing with you what's going to get said. That the Secret Service is going to be called political for doing this, that they've endangered the president. They violated his privacy. I would normally side on the idea that the president is allowed to meet people at his own home or somewhere, and and, and not everything has to be known by us. But once classified documents were involved, all bets were off the table. Now we have to know. According to the U.S. Secret Service Chief of Communications, Anthony Guglielmi, The Secret Service does not maintain visitor logs of the private residence of protectees. While the Secret Service does generate law enforcement and criminal justice information records of various individuals who may come into contact with Secret Service protected sites, we are not able to comment further as this speaks to the means and methods of our protective operations. Again, do you have the records or not? That's A very, very interesting question. Because if they have them, Congress should be asking for them immediately, if not sooner. We need to know who is there. We need to know who could have had access. Again, this shouldn't be partisan. 
this should be about the safety and security of the nation. Even Eric Swalwell, we're talking about slept with a Chinese spy, Eric Swalwell. OMG, are you kidding me right now? I am not. He goes on The View, and of course he's bashing Trump and doing all the things they do on The View. But he said, well, let the process go. I think you got to treat both things the same. You got to actually do the investigation and find out what happened. And yes, in that rare moment, you found yourself agreeing with Eric Swalwell. Ew, David. What am I supposed to do? He said the words. If the Secret Service is offering, you better demand. And then make it public, won't you? I'd like to know who Joe is hanging with. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I don't know what's going on out there. I'm, I'm stuck in the basement. But I was, I was asking Kylan. Kylan's running the board today. Did you? St- what's the weather like there at the station, 40 Monument Circle in Indianapolis? She's like, it's clear skies. It looks good, right? Yeah, it's just a little cloudy, but it's a beautiful day outside over here. Uh, National Weather Service of Indianapolis putting out a special weather statement. I mean, it's, it's dated today, and it's going to run through 2 o'clock. 40-mile-an-hour wind and hail. So, like, like all the way through Lebanon to the north, and then all the way down through Cloverdale to the south and, and past Greencastle. Like, it's this, it's the trapezoid of doom is basically it. If you look up NWS Indianapolis, that's what they call it, the trapezoid of doom. Honestly, I should, I should do weather for a living. That's gold. So I don't, I mean, not experiencing a thing here I, I always freaks me out. Like, all of a sudden, these things will pop up. Oh, I was talking to one of the weather guys, Marcus Bailey, who works at Wish TV, and there was a conversation of possible tornadoes today. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, 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 not here. Northeast. Northeast, just the way everything works out. So this, I mean, then I saw this, I was like, all right, that's weird. So no, this is just 40-mile-an-hour wind and pea-sized hail. The craziest thing about moments like this, and we've all experienced it, no matter where we are, we'll hear about the big weather event. We will hear about the major massive storm, and we'll batten down the hatches, and we'll, we'll get all the milk and bread and eggs. We've got French toast for days. We're set, and then everything's fine. One of these little squalls will pick up, one of these little winds, one of these little quick rains, and 32,000 people will be without power, roofs will be gone, streets will be flooded, trees down everywhere. It's a mess. Every single time. So that's why when things like this come up, I'm like, huh. Huh, because according to the trapezoid of doom, or is that a rhombus of doom? Trapezoid of doom or rhombus of ruination? I'll leave it to you. Um, I uh, I'm kind of in the 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 eastern part of the 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 rhombus. So according to this, I should be getting a lot of wind and hail. Right now, nothing. Right now, absolutely nothing. The story out of Philadelphia is that there is a hockey player, Ivan Provorov. And Ivan Provorov, he 
would not wear a um, during warmups for an, an NHL game, National Hockey League game, a jersey that had a Pride um, logo on it. He's Russian Orthodox, and he says uh, he's being true to himself and true to his religion. He's not going to do that. So he didn't show up for warmups, right? He didn't take a knee. He didn't call anybody a name. He's not calling anybody a sinner. He just wouldn't wear it. Well, hockey went crazy. And and uh, all these these uh, newscasters, whether they be from Canada or other places, this is disgusting. This is bigotry. He's, the Flyers, because he plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, should be fined a million dollars, and National Hockey League has to do something about this. Meanwhile, the coach, John Tortorella, is asked about it. I'm turning away from the game for a second. Um, Ivan Provorov wasn't in warm-ups before the game. Um, there was a report that he wasn't in warm-ups because he didn't want to wear the, the Pride jersey for Pride Night. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, I, I think the organization has sent out a release regarding the organization, the, the beliefs that we have uh, and how we feel about it, and really a great night. Um, with Provy, uh, uh, he he's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. Uh, and so that's that's where we're at with that. Was there any consideration on your part when he chose not to wear the jersey to not play him as a result? No, no. I'm not going to answer many more questions on it because I, I just think it's unfair. Uh, I know you're going to probably talk to Provy, but... Um, yeah, that, 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 I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I, I think it was a great night in celebrating. Uh, organization has put out a, a statement, and I'm not going to get too deep into the conversation. Those are the comments as far as Provi. We, we talked as a team and with Provi, and that, that's where we're at. And that's the end of it. It's interesting... And, and uh, I, I saw some other people note this, so I don't want to take full credit for it, but I thought it was a, a well-said thought. DeMar Hamlin is laying on the field from the Buffalo Bills having a heart attack and CPR, defibrillators, and the next thing you know, everybody's okay with prayer. Prayer, bringing everybody together. But these same people are apoplectic that one player simply refused to wear uh, a, a, a hockey sweater and th- so therefore didn't come out for warm-ups. Didn't insult anybody, just didn't want to be a part of it. And they think this is the worst thing in the world. Why? Why is that the worst thing in the world? You mean when you're praying for DeMar Hamlin, belief is good. When you have a belief outside of that, it's bad? I will leave that to uh, those guys who do sportscasting to square that circle. I find too many of these guys to be unserious about the work that they do when they engage other subjects without any thought. Emotion alone does not carry. History, connection, study does. That's the difference. Jim Clyburn, is he really the kingmaker? And are Democrats ready to let him do it again? Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. Alec Baldwin charged with involuntary manslaughter. 
Wow. Just when you thought nothing would come of it, of his killing of the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, on the set of the movie Rust, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com, TonyKatz.Locals.com. Alec Baldwin, hit with involuntary manslaughter, faces up to 18 months in prison. I was always amazed by that. Do I have it somewhere? I, I, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Where he went on with George Stephanopoulos, and he's like, look, I know somebody's guilty, but it's, 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 oh, I have it. Someone's guilty, but it's not me. What do we come out of it? What changes can be made? Because where you have a person where, where, as I said, this is one in a billion that someone puts a real bullet in the gun. That never happens. And the idea that a real bullet was in that gun and would come out of that gun and kill that woman, that, that was not even in the realm of possibility. And that's the thing that they must find out is where, who brought bullets onto the set. I'm not saying that there aren't questions for the prop master and the assistant director. I'm not saying that at all, but it's not you. I feel that there is, I feel that, that, that uh, someone is responsible for what happened. And I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. Good Lord. You pulled the trigger. The the odds of this weapon firing, regardless of its of its make and the age and, and how it was kind of set to be this 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 timepiece, the odds of it firing just by firing? No! It doesn't work like that. And he went on with George Stephanopoulos and did this interview, and all I could think is that lawyers across America are like, yeah, I'm not representing him. Do me a favor. Tomorrow, tomorrow, don't answer the phones. Don't answer the phones tomorrow. You know what? You know what? Entire secretarial pool, you just you just take off. You just say, can we just unplug them for the wall? Just do that. Just um, you know what? Whole office is closed tomorrow. Paid day off. Nobody wanted the case after that. All right, somebody did because there's gonna be some money in it for sure. Crazy crazy thing to be saying Baldwin's attorney is calling the charges a terrible miscarriage of justice this decision distorts Helena Hutchins tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. Maybe. Maybe you'll win. You'll definitely fight them. But maybe you'll win. But the idea that you have no part in that chain of custody... Your argument is the prop master did it wrong, and then the AD told you, what is the expression, cold gun? Meaning there's no ammunition in it. But you still have a responsibility, method actor. That's the part that is the mind scramble for so many of us. It's the absolute unwillingness for Alec Baldwin to accept a level of responsibility here. 
I know someone's to blame, but it ain't me, is a super, super weird defense. But I guess you hang around Alec Baldwin enough and you're like, nope, that's exactly who he is. A guy who believes he's above it all. A guy who believes that um, that he is important. He's in charge. He's special. And therefore, you should be thankful. I mean, just to look at how he acts and in so many other ways and so many other places. Involuntary manslaughter? It's going to be an interesting case. Because I don't... I don't know how you're going to make the, 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 how do you make the claim that I'm, uh, I, I simply can't be a part of what happened here because after all, I'm special. I couldn't have killed her. I'm too pretty. That's, that's, that's a weird, weird response. Weird response indeed. Uh, then there's the story of Jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn is the congressman from South Carolina. And it's Jim Clyburn who made Joe Biden president. Jim Clyburn cleared the way in South Carolina and said, hey, black Democrats, you're voting for Joe. Joe Biden was on his way out of yet another primary. And Jim Clyburn saved his life. The idea that you would call Clyburn a kingmaker is absolutely accurate. I'm not discussing you liking his politics. That's not what we're talking about here. Clyburn made it happen. The deal was a Supreme Court justice comes available. It's a black woman. That was part of the deal. Clyburn made it happen. Well, in an interview with CBS, Clyburn said, I'm all in for President Biden. I think he's demonstrated in these two years that he is deserving of re-election, and I do believe he will be re-elected, re-elected irrespective of who the Republicans they put up. But it goes a step further that supposedly Clyburn is also trying to send the message to other Democrats, don't you challenge this man. I just told you that he's the guy. The Democratic Party is in a is in a space, and uh, part of the space has to do with the fact that uh, of Biden's age, which I would argue that there are going to be plenty of times where Republicans and Democrats, maybe together, maybe separately, are going to be in that space. Is the candidate too old? Take a look at Donald Trump for for just a moment, if you would. Donald Trump. How old is Donald Trump? 76? Yeah, he's 76. Which means that if he were to run, he would be 78 when inaugurated. 78, he would, that's when, how old he'd be when inaugurated, which is the age Joe Biden was when he was inaugurated. There comes a moment where someone is obviously too old for the gig, too old for the game. 
Many people think that that's Joe Biden right now. He is simply not capable. He is not cogent. He cannot complete sentences properly. Uh, he, he slurs all his words. He has to be directed of where to go on a, uh, uh, you know, at this event and in that event. He's shaking hands with no one. He's doing all these kinds of things. There's a question about his mental acuity. There are plenty of people who've gotten to their late 70s, early 80s who have it all together. Joe Biden clearly is not one of those people. There will be a question, a conversation about whether or not Donald Trump is one of those people. So this comes up. The age conversation comes up and certainly comes up for any party and about any candidate. That's number one. Then there's number two, which is this absolutely horrific economy that we've been seeing. And now add on to this the classified documents. Everyone gets that Joe Biden had classified documents in his possession when he shouldn't have them. And everybody gets that Hunter Biden clearly had access to these as well. Hunter Biden was living in the House. Hunter Biden had access. We also know now that Joe Biden, when he was vice president, met with Hunter Biden's business partners, meaning Joe Biden lied when he said, I don't have anything to do with my son's overseas business dealings. We don't talk about his overseas business dealings. Of course they do. Of course they did. They always had and they always have. Joe Biden is a liar. He lies about being a civil rights activist. He lies about his son's death, Bo Biden's death. He lies about his father. He lies all the time. Well, Trump lied all the time. Okay, sure, great. But we're talking about Joe Biden now. And he had classified documents in his possession in four different locations, four different places in two different locations that we know of. That we know of. And think about exactly how absolutely horrific the handling of this is from the White House when you've got Corinne Jean-Pierre out there basically engaging in smackdowns of the press for asking questions. He chided former President Trump for having in his possession classified documents. He called it irresponsible. First of all, do you think it was proper for President Biden to comment on an ongoing DOJ investigation? So I'm going to say this, uh, and I'm going to keep it really short today, as it relates to this particular issue, as it relates to an ongoing uh, legal matter, I'm going to refer you to Department of, Just, uh, Department of Justice with that specific as it relates to uh, anything that you want to ask of us uh, about uh, this uh, this legal matter, I would refer you to the White House Counsel uh, Office. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to go into further. I'm simply asking you to comment I, and I just, on the person I, that you work for. I just commented. I just commented. We're moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I already answered your question. Go ahead. Well, I, I did. Well, it's your it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's some nasty stuff right there. That does not 
mollify the press that only encourages them to continue the smackdowns. I mean, it just it just does. But Corinne Jean-Pierre is just simply unprepared. Another conversation for another day. Do Democrats really think that Joe Biden can weather this and his age and the economy to take on 2024, no matter if it's Trump or DeSantis or Pompeo or Haley or or name something? I mean, right now you can just name names. I don't believe they do. Now, they may not have another option. That's, I guess, a secondary conversation. And maybe that's where Jim Clyburn is coming from. But it is very interesting for Clyburn to try and get everybody to come down on the same page. You will not challenge this man. You will not do it. Because I have to assume that there are enough Democrats not running for office. I'm talking about Democrats uh, as a whole saying, no, we can't do this. We put him up there. We're going to get slaughtered. We're going to get slaughtered by Ron DeSantis. You know the biggest argument they have now against Ron DeSantis? He, he, he's not fun enough. That is the, this has been going on for a while. The argument against DeSantis. He's, he's not fun enough. <laughs> okay. All right. He might know how to run an economy and he's not keeping classified documents anywhere Hunter Biden can get them. But you're right. He doesn't know how to have a good time. That's that's the problem. He doesn't know how to have a little bit of fun. I don't know if Jim Clyburn is strong enough to hold off what will be the onslaught of the voters who wants somebody else? And we should be clear that for many of those leftist voters, they are going to want somebody more progressive, which I would argue is impossible. But they're going to say, oh, yes, give us somebody who is more progressive than Joe Biden. And now you're going to have to deal with that fight as well. So maybe. The push is to keep Joe Biden because you know you don't want the fight. You know you can't handle the fight. It's going to create a further division in the Democratic Party. I, I, you know, I would ask a Democrat what they think of it, but not enough Democrats talk. All they'll tell you is how uh, you're a racist for not agreeing with them, which is <laughs> pretty terrible if you ask me because I'm just trying to have a conversation. I think Jim Glyburn is really engaged in an uphill battle here. An uphill battle where he's going to end up being all alone. Yes, Democrats could renominate Joe Biden. But if you ask me what I think Democrats are doing, they're looking anywhere for somebody else because, well, they don't have faith in Kamala Harris nor Pete Buttigieg. That's my take. We'll find out if I'm right. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So I've received enough messages and questions about this Steven Crowder Daily Wire fight to at least make me say, guys, I have no idea as of yet. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The story goes that Steven Crowder, louder with Crowder, left the blaze and uh, well, well, not, it's not, yeah, conservative review, that was it. 
And he was entertaining maybe new offers to bring his, his show and his group. And Daily Wire reached out. And he goes and, and, and puts out a video, not naming Daily Wire by name. We're talking about the Ben Shapiro outfit, Jeremy Boring. Um, and, and he doesn't mention Daily Wire by name, but he's like, this is terrible. This is, you know, we can't treat each other like this. Conservatives, we have to, we're not only fighting big tech, we're fighting big conservatives. Well, Daily Wire responds with Jeremy Boring creating a video saying, yeah, we offered him $50 million for four years. And that number is so freaking people out. They don't know what to do. $50 million to create video. What? How could he not take this? What is he thinking? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Everybody's reacting and nobody's thinking. And that's the problem. Big number, so it sounds... Is it compared to the work involved? That's question number one. Question number two, are we getting the full story from Steven Crowder? Question number three, are we getting the full story from the Daily Wire? Don't pick sides. Pick up the information. That's what I'm doing. I'm walking myself through this. I've also decided to raise my rate for everything. Oh my gosh. Clearly... Clearly, I have to build out my uh, digital uh, show there presented by Americans for Prosperity. I mean, I do have a, a wonderful sponsor, but sponsorships now available. Seriously, this is a very interesting moment between Crowder and Daily Wire. There's a lot actually to unpack here. And I plan on doing it publicly because they did it publicly. And I think there's something really important for all of us in this. I will bring that story to you as more information becomes available. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.